Visualist Podcast episode 111. It's 111. Huh. Now, if you put a, put a backslash in there somewhere, you get 11-1. Uh-huh. Which I understand. Have you heard of this thing, Singles Day? No, you got to put one more one. 11-11. All the Duh. ones. Duh. Okay, I try to steal your thunder here. Go, go ahead. <laughs> You're right. Yes, you need four ones for Singles Day. So what is this now? Um, it's a Chinese shopping holiday. Basically like a big kind of treat yourself type of thing. Oh, so they got it from that Parks and Rec episode? I mean, that's how people describe it, but I don't think it came from that Parks and Rec episode. (laughs) (laughs) That would be pretty good, though. That would be something. (laughs) And this year, I think it it did even uh, more than one day. I think they stretched it out, but supposedly it just just made tons of money. I think Alibaba is behind it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that sort of makes sense. Uh, email is visceralist at gmail.com. We have Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, uh, all just that.com slash visceralist. Um, I've been wondering if I should be spelling out visceralist, but I, I have mean, to I- imagine mm-hmm. if you found this and you're hearing this, then you have some way of seeing how it's spelled, right? Yeah, logically, yeah. You, okay. you wouldn't need to spell it because people could just look. Yeah, and I, I've actually forgotten how to spell it. I just copy-paste stuff whenever mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing these episodes and <laughs> uploading and stuff. So anyway, let's get into trifling in NYC. Um, <laughs> I understand you've had you have a minor one that involves like s- some stressors uh, regarding COVID on the subway. Is that right? Yeah, mine are just... I guess it's more of a of a question. So the trifling part would be people who are um, continuing to ride the subway without wearing their mask, as right. is. I don't even know what it's called now. As as per new regulations, you can get a fine from the police if they see you without the mask. Huh. Um, yeah. So people should be wearing a mask whenever they're in the transit system. However. Um, as of late, I've been riding the subway sort of again, maybe like once or twice a week. And I see people um, on the train, sometimes without a mask at all. And sometimes they just have it, you know, just like below their chin all the way. Um, so are they are, are they in the process of like maybe drinking something like or eating something? Is that why they have the or they just have it um, I've seen people do that. But there are some people that are just sitting with it low. And I don't really understand... Um, and then I, in my mind, I'm always like, should I say something to that person? Cause you can see people react when they come into the train and see that person and they'll sort of move away. They'll like make a face and then move away, not sit right. near them. Um, but, but maybe we should just say something instead. But then like, I don't, I don't want those type of problems, those potential I mean, problems. Yeah. That's where you, you could be bumping up against the old, NYC uh, rule of thumb of mind your own business. Yeah. You know, but then there's, you know, I mean, arguably they're, they're endangering other people. And, you know, I know you, you're a good guy. If, if you were to see some, some guy rough, roughing up a woman or, or like a kid on the subway, I don't know. I didn't 
doesn't have to be a woman, but you know, anyway, you might step in <laughs> and say, right? Or would you? I I'd like to think I would. Yeah. I think so. The K man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I would act in that. <laughs> okay, maybe if that's gonna be your, your maybe just don't do that. If it's gonna be instead of oh, hey, hey man, hey, hey man. man, yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> Okay, it, it wouldn't be exactly like that, but I'd probably, I would probably do something. Yeah, yeah. But it's the thing the, of like, are, mm. you know, are, is is the quote, "Are you okay, sis?" Like, if you see, I mean, I have done this once where I, I did see it was pretty late, and I saw a, a guy and a girl, you know, like in their twenties. The guy was yelling at this girl as as they're walking down the street, like straight up yelling at her, like mm. some sort of relationship argument or something. And I did stop them both, and I was like, "Are are you okay?" to to the young lady, um, and she was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine." And, and then they just kept it moving. Like I felt, uh, and then yeah, I did feel awkward even stepping in. Like who am I to like, like I'm some kind of like Batman? What, like what am I gonna do? You know? I mean, I guess I would if she was like, "Yeah, no, this isn't cool." You know? Can you step? Like I, I just wanted to help, and it was like a spur of the moment like thing like because i just happened to be crossing paths with them in the sidewalk but yes you know, yeah, anyway. like that it just sort of happened you weren't thinking too much about it probably no no i was just like he was i mean he was this guy was being a complete asshole um and you know like late night people were drunk maybe um you know things can escalate in in ways that that can be bad yeah most certainly uh, Anyway, she said she was okay, and you know, maybe she's used to that. I don't know. This is getting dark, but my <laughs> my point is, um, arguably, not having your mask on in a subway is also endangering other people's lives. Yeah, I would say it is. I mean, we have this pandemic that is a lot more brutal than than a regular flu. You know. Um, you know, and the thing is, everyone knows about it, right? Right. Everyone knows that they're supposed to be wearing masks, and if you're, if like you're that, um, like oblivious, I don't know. Like if you, if for somehow you didn't know, and you got on the train and you saw everyone wearing a mask, like wouldn't you think something was was up? Yeah. <laughs> but you're, yeah. So I mean, you're a little. Yeah. So hey, it's just hey, like man. I'm. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Put on a mask, man. Hey, you're not wearing a mask. What if they just don't have one? Then what? Then what? You have one in your actual in your pocket. Um, not all the time. Sometimes I do. Yeah, I mean, I think your thing of you don't want those problems. I think the rule, NYC rule of thumb of mind your own business. You know, I think that is going to win out in most cases. I mean, clearly it did. Yeah, I mean, it's one out for me and every time. However, I think, like, if somebody else started it, I'd probably join in. Okay. I think, uh, well, my th- when I'm on the subway, like, I mean, when I'm walking around, I the thing is I tend to zone out anyways because I'm listening to podcasts or music, so I would yeah. be probably completely oblivious. Um. I've I've crossed people in the street that will like people from my my old office who not recognize them. Yeah, I would not. No, it'd just be like 
they they would check in with me like the next day and be like, "Hey, did you not see? You know, I saw you walking into the street. It looked like like I waved at you. <laughs> I even like I tapped you on the shoulder too, and you were you didn't respond at all. I, have I upset you about something? I tapped you. I'm like no, no, no." Mm-hmm. No, I was listening to this really cool podcast called Visceralist. Oh, oh how is that spelled? Oh, oh, I don't know. I just try to Google it. It'll come up. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Moving along. Uh, yeah, my trifling, We can. I'll try to keep it quick. Um, it was, uh, this happened back in uh, late January. Uh, you and I were actually at this uh, pretty swanky sort of event. event. Uh, I don't want to say the, the place I was at, um, but it was um, at this big sort of um, event space in Midtown. Um, and it was just kind of a get together. Um, and a couple other uh, mutual friends of ours were there. And we were just kind of hanging out. And... I had this uh, this little interaction with um, one of the bartenders. It was uh, they had a sort of a catering setup, like it, it wasn't an actual bar. It was just the the event was in this big space, just a big space that had catering setup, right? Like sort of fancy. I don't yeah. know what was your what was your assessment of, of describe what it looked like in there. Um, it was really like a, a huge event space. It felt. It felt very formal everywhere. Everywhere felt very formal, I will mm-hmm. say, um, and like very serious, you know. Serious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, hello, welcome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I was supposed to. Like as soon as I was inside, I was like, oh, I gotta be on my best behavior. You know, that's the type of like <laughs> vibe it gives off. <laughs> right. And you, you were fairly well dressed up did had you come straight from work yeah i'd come from work so i was like okay yeah business casual now when was this yeah so this is end of january so i i think i had come from yeah i had uh, i had come from a comedy show actually um a friend of mine was in a show uh that i told him i'd see i think that was at like six and so i got to this event at like seven um so i was dressed little more casually. I mean, I think I had a sweater on, uh, which is my, usually if something has to be vaguely formal, I'll just put a sweater on and wear black jeans. I'm still wearing my hat. <laughs> the hat is still, yeah. still coming with you. Cause I gotta, I gotta, I actually have to clean my favorite hat. It's getting a little dingy anyway. Um, so I was wearing, so let's say, I mean, do you remember what I was wearing? Cause I don't, uh, not exactly. I do remember that this was shortly after you shaved your head because I really wanted to see it. And I asked uh, you yes. to take your hat off for that. That's right. I did <laughs> shave my head in, in early January uh, for, uh, we'll say, reasons. Um, and, but, <laughs> I was, you know what? I do remember I was wearing a sweater. I was wearing a sweater, black jeans, and a hat. Okay, cool. So, this is an event that happens every year um, at roughly the same time, like early February, uh, late January. And I go usually every year and I wear usually the same thing every year, r- roughly. I like a, I, I'm pretty casual. I remember one year, maybe three years ago, I wore my Young Thug t-shirt 
which just says Thugger on the, it's black and white. It's a black t-shirt that is at that in white lettering says Thugger. Um, and black jeans and a hat. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, usually sometimes a sweater. Anyway, the point is, it, although it is formal and a lot of people do dress sort of formally, it is, it's not required. There's no explicit dress code. Okay. So this particular time, anyway, I went up to, you know, one of these bar stations. You, there's a situation where you had to get tickets at one station and then you turn in the tickets for drinks at the other station. Oh yeah. I forgot about that part. Right. So I was at, I had gotten my ticket. I was at the bar station. Uh, I had been in line. I ordered a drink. The bartender was making my drink. Let's say it's a, a screwdriver. And he's like, he says to me, he's like, uh, sort of leans in. He's like, Hey, by the way, um, this is a private party. So, um, yeah, I can make you this one, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> and that was basically, he sort of basically left it there. And I was like, I was, I was so confused because clearly I had been, I had been like, look, I probably was the only person wearing, you know, a snapback hat. Um, but clearly I'd like, I'd been there for a while. I had walked by that station. I think I had even gotten a drink b- before from the same bartender. And I guess he felt at some point. So the implication there is that like I wasn't invited. He could tell that because of my casual attire um, that I didn't belong and that this was a private party. And the, although like, this is my last, like I'll, he'll make me that drink because I've clearly paid for it. Cause I have a ticket. Right. And, but other, but then I have to go. And <laughs> I was, I was a little incensed because a that's not your job, dude. Even if I, it was a private private party and I don't belong, they have security there and they have people and like someone else will do it. It's not your your job is to serve as the bartender for the for this event. Secondly, I was confused because I was like, this this venue does is pretty big and they do have other rooms and other floors that do sometimes will do other stuff at the same time as this yearly event. So I was like, Oh wait, is this yearly event actually in a different room? And I, and I've right, been cause in... there was, yeah, there were multiple spaces within, within the venue. Mm-hmm. So I was like, but I was like, no, like this is clearly this yearly event. It's always in this room. So no. And so I, I was like, <laughs> And also, oh, the other key part is like I had a they did a wristband thing. So you had to get a wristband to show that you were over 21. So clearly I had made it through some level of scrutiny because I had the wristband on. It's not like my my sweater, my sweater was probably I believe bunched up my elbows, so it was clearly visible. So clearly and so I was and I said like, "No, I'm here for this, for this event." And he's like, Oh, 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 yeah, okay. Oh, no, yeah. Like, he was definitely a little embarrassed at that point. But I was just annoyed. It was just annoying because, it's like... Anno- I wonder how long he'd been, like, eyeballing you walking around. Eyeball- eyeballing that baseball cap <laughs> walking this. around at the crowd. Look at this. Look <laughs> <laughs> at this rapscallion. Get- getting himself all worked up. He's like, I can't wait. I-, I wish she would come to my table. I wish she would come over here. 
<laughs> Give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the fear of God in him. I'm gonna like I'm gonna sort of like sort of bunch up my shoulders, like flex a little bit, like hey, 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 private private party, bro. <laughs> hey, bro, bro, bro. No, I'll I can make it a screwdriver because you have the ticket, but bro, uh, this is a private party. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, like who, like what, and what do you get from that? Like, are you gonna like? tell your boss at the end of the night yeah I, I got this one guy kicked out so maybe a little bonus i don't know <laughs> maybe like extra 60 like what the fuck dude seriously uh, that, like, yeah that, that that's a good point what does he really get out of it doesn't yeah doesn't do anything no to him. put you in charge of like security or bouncing at this this event dude Mm-mm-mm. so i don't know like it was just an it's annoyance, and I mean I will say as I'm thinking back when it, the year that I wore my Thugger T-shirt, which I mean that <laughs> that was a little transgressive on my part, and, and maybe a little intentionally provocative, and and actually I do remember I did get a bit of a talking to, or I did get, um, but that but but I only got that um, for taking a photo. Um, or no, sorry. I asked my the friend that I went with to that uh, that year's event. I asked her to take a photo of me um, in my thugger shirt in front of this big. They have this big por- portraits all around the, the walls of this room, and I asked her to take a, a a picture of me in front of that. And actually, she was she got told by someone who was just sitting there, like a guest, like, "Hey, you're not allowed to take photos in here." Uh. Which is also uh-huh. bullshit because people are taking selfies all over that place. Like, I mean, come on. Like, who is? What is this fucking hall monitor mentality? So, so many rules have? in there. And, you know, it might uh, just be a trait of that group. Why? Who? Who? Who put the hall monitor sash around you, kissed you on the forehead, and then told you told you to go save the day at this fucking event? Fuck Maybe that person. <clears throat> got reprimanded earlier in the night and they're like, well, if I can't take any pictures in here, no one takes pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe it definitely, she definitely had the person lecture, the hall monitor uh, definitely had the vibe of, um, Oh, Oh, you, you should just know, you should just know that this isn't oh. the kind of, kind of place to, for, for pictures like this. Oh my goodness. Mm. And you and I don't even want to tell you what he was wearing in this photo. <laughs> so inappropriate. It was completely Jenica, Jenica, listen, listen to me. Jenica, it was when I tell you it was completely inappropriate. What would be the first strike? The fact that it was a t shirt? <laughs> oh yeah. The, the first strike. <laughs> Is <laughs> um oh, oh, can I, I can't get into that. Okay, <laughs> um, first strike. My, I mean, my my guest. I guess you could say my date. Um, I mean, what she was wearing was was pretty, <laughs> pretty uh, fairly fairly uh, in this crowd could be described as salacious. I, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> So, so the two of you were like that couple <laughs> in one of those movies that everyone's like staring at. 
for the event. Like, I'm surprised none of those bartenders said that to you back then. Like, uh, this is a private event, so. That, yeah, I guess. But again, we have the wristband, so. So that would, anyway, what she was wearing would have been strike one. Yeah, it's me wearing any t-shirt, strike two. The fact that it says thugger on it, strike three. I mean, look, I was in the throes of my young thug obsession at that t- at the time. So I, I love that shirt. And I actually lost it at some point. I, I can't find it. I, I should probably get another, try to get another one. But anyway, um, yeah. So anyway, look, you know, it's I, I don't want to be too hard on, on this bartender dude. Like, I guess his heart was in the right place. I guess. I don't, I don't know. Maybe sort of. So I'll give him that. But, you know. Mind your own, you know, my NYC, mind your own business. Yeah. I would, yeah, that would be my recommendation for him. Yeah. Uh, so let's move into uh, the main event segment. We're doing, we're debuting a new segment here. Um, let's just see how this goes. It's a little impromptu, but um, uh, I think has some potential. Uh, haven't thought of a name. Uh, I'll just say it's Reddit time. <laughs> that was pretty good. All right, you like that better than? Uh, I, I did like that. Mm, what do you do think? It. What do you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, absolutely it's, better than that. All right, okay, it's Reddit time. So this is where I mean, for those who don't know, uh, very quickly, Reddit is very popular online message board that. Um, has what are called subreddits uh, that cover basically any topic you could possibly want from news, uh, politics, TV shows, film, um, just co- various concepts, um, various educational things. A lot of terrible shit, too, uh, unfortunately. But, you know, that's the Internet. I think it's a decent representation of the Internet, broadly speaking. Um, so there is a lot of bad and a lot of good. You know, uh, that's life. But in, in this case, we've chosen two different subreddits where we've each picked a couple of topics uh, that we found interesting that we're just going to bring uh, and we're gonna, just going to discuss a little bit. Um, today, we are picking from the two subreddits we're picking from are one is called Today I Learned, where basically users will post up uh, like an article or an odd sort of bit of bit of trivia. Um, that they find interesting. Um, and so we each pick two items that we found interesting that we'll discuss. Uh, the second Reddit um, thread or topic is called Ask Reddit. And this is essentially where users can post a question that they have that they want to pose to the broader Reddit audience and sort of crowdsource an answer and just to see what people are thinking on various subjects. Um, and you can sometimes get some interesting a- uh, answers. I tend to browse these Reddits when I'm just bored, um, just to just to kill time. Um, but sometimes you find some interesting stuff. So uh, why don't I kick it off? Um, we'll do, we'll start with the Today I Learned pieces. Um, so my first one is, I'll just read this this, this uh, headline, I guess. Uh, today I learned this. This is a user writing into Reddit, right? So just some random person posting this. Uh, today I learned that in 1975, Sean Connery, rest in peace, uh, co-wrote 
a script for a Bond film called Warhead. It features Spectre, uh, sorry, it features Spectre, uh, which is the big uh, criminal organization in the James Bond universe. Uh, Spectre from a secret base that they have in the Statue of Liberty launching an attack on NYC. Uh, Robotic hammerhead sharks that are armed with nuclear weapons are sent into the city's sewers to wreck destruction as they explode. Why hammerheads? <laughs> that yeah, that is an interesting bit uh, that they chose hammerhead sharks. Um, so in in the comments uh, for this thread, um, someone gave a little bit more of a breakdown of what happened in the script. So I'm just going to read this uh, verbatim. Uh, there's a bond. <laughs> There's a Bond girl named Justine Loves It. Oh my gosh. <laughs> her last oh name's my spelled. Gosh. <laughs> um, her last name is spelled L-O-V-E-S-I-T. Justine loves it. Oh my gosh. Uh, there is there is a wonderfully farcical scene in which Bond has sex with Fatima Blush, what? who is actually a Spectre agent. Uh, while his cleaning lady, who is all Effie, who is also a Spectre agent, is hiding under the bed. So to recap, he's having sex with one woman who is un- unknown to him, a Spectre agent, uh, while his cleaning lady is under the bed. Okay, this is something John Connery wrote. Immediately afterwards, two men break into uh, 007's flat, but he dispatches of them with a karate chop and a kick to the groin only to learn that they were on his side all along. Okay. The men, he is told back at MI6 headquarters, were somewhat piqued. I think that means that they were upset. <laughs> and then, in, the new, in the New York climax scene, which has Bond wrestling the mechanical sharks in the sewers, then paragliding up to the head of the Statue of Liberty for a brutal fight with Spectre's goons. And then, oh, right, because that was the base. Okay. Right, that's Spectre's base. Uh, and then the script says that blood tickle, trickles down the cheek of the Statue of Liberty like a tear. Dang. So, thoughts? Sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? I, it sounds like a B-movie. I probably wouldn't watch it. Um, it actually sounds like Austin, like an Austin Powers plot. <laughs> You know that there is a commenter who said that said that, that exact thing. It sounds like Austin Powers before Austin Powers. <laughs> but I mean that. I mean, it, I guess it hits all the notes of like a typical Bond movie. He's got some ladies. You know, they have clever. They have clever names. Little funny punny names. He, um, you know, he dispatches some some bad people. Yeah, I mean, but I don't. I don't. For some reason, I'm stuck on the hammerheads. Why hammerheads? Um, yeah, it seems like, if anything, based on the design of their head, it would be more difficult to get into a sewer than than a exactly. like a like a regular. Like if you're, if you're putting them in the sewer, why choose like the wide head shark? Seems like the wide headed shark. Yeah, the wide headedness specifically <laughs> is going to be the issue. Also. I, yeah, I get sharks are pretty intimidating. Like, it seems like there are smaller animals that can swim. Like, if you can train a shark to do this, you can probably train any animal to do it. I mean, 
you know, dolphins. I guess you can get small sharks, but also nukes. You're just going to nuke the city? Like, what do you get? Like, what do you get from that specter? Come on. And also, your base is in Statue of Liberty. That's pretty close to the city. So if you're yeah. nuking the city, like you're you're done too. Yeah, that's a good point. That doesn't make any sense. Like, I guess that's your base of operations, but then like, you know, that's like your launch point. But you got to be out of there as soon as those sharks launch. Then you're out. <laughs> like, I'm. Assu- I assume there's some sort of helicopter involved with getting them out. Um, but I just want to read this last note. Uh, apparently, uh, it says amazingly, Paramount were overjoyed with the script. In fact, everyone was. Paramount put up the eccentric sum of $22 million in order to shoot it. And shooting was fast-tracked for early 1977 uh, with Sean Connery playing Bond, of course. Uh, Better yet, Orson Welles was set to play Blofeld, um, who's the leader of Spectre. And Richard Attenborough was going to direct. Oh, And apparently the only reason it didn't get made is because of... I, I mean, this is a thing perennial thing with bond movies is there's a lot of uh, licensing and intellectual property um, disagreements and litigation that, that goes on um, seemingly around every iteration of, of bond movies. Um, so it just got tied up in that. And, and then that's why it was never made, but yeah. I mean, I guess we could make it now, right? Nothing yeah. Yeah. It. Presumably. I mean, those rights would have transferred to, but Justine loves it. I mean, <laughs> not even that good one, but I, I, I get a nice chuckle out of it. Yeah. All right. So, what's one of your today? At- okay, this one was. It's. It only got real funny when you saw the video. I don't. I can't show it to you, but <laughs> in Japanese baseball, there's a tradition that when a great pitcher is retiring, their final opposing batters will strike out on purpose. <laughs> the the huh. video is hilarious in its obviousness. Obviousness. Wow. Hmm. I don't think I've ever said... What obviousness? No. There's, you, you have two nisses, but you only need one. Obviousness. Obviousness. Yeah. Man, obviousness. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh obvious <laughs> obviousness and truly touching as a show of respect now i never heard of anything like that like i've heard of like wait I so so let me so a pitcher is retiring so this is literally his last last game last, the last game and the, the last mound the last pitcher he'll be going up or sorry, the yeah. last batter. And I guess they, I, I mean, I don't know how the coordination is done, but so I watched the video, man, it was, it was pretty good. This so, guy, this, this pitcher, I mean, the batter just swinging at everything. The last one, the strike three was like such an obvious whiff, but, um, I'm sure there are some other videos. I only had had a chance to look at the one. Um, but, you know, I thought it was kind of cool at the same time. And then one other, I don't know if there's any other sport that does something quite like that. Well, okay. So, uh, listeners, uh, I'll, I'll put the link. Just send me the link after this, and I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes um, so people can watch. So, just, just so I'm clear. So, 
the the batters are swinging. It's not like these are called strikes by the umpire. Oh no, they're just swinging and missing on purpose. Okay. And like the last one was an absolutely high pitch. Like the first one was kind of close. The last one was just like hilariously bad whiff, purposeful whiff. Right. I do the closest I can think. I have two examples that come to mind right off the bat. Uh, the first is that that are similar, not not exact exactly the same. But first yeah. from from baseball is uh, Derek Jeter. Um, his last at bat, he hit a home run. Oh yeah, and and the pitcher on the opposing team, he did say something like uh, in the post game like press conference. He said something to the extent of. Like I, th- I think his exact wording was something like, "Yeah, I sort of grooved it in there for him," hmm. or something, something like that, to imply that he gave him a, an easy pitch that was very home runnable, yeah. essentially. Um, and then he had to walk that back later, of course, because of course Derek Jeter <laughs> is so amazing that on his le- <laughs> just for the fans on his last hit, he just had to do it for the people. You know, he had to hit a home run. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so there's that and then the last the it's other thing captain. is yeah yeah well your captain maybe uh <laughs> now nah, he's he's cool he's a cool guy uh the uh the other thing was kobe bryant's last basketball game where he uh i believe put up like i want to say i want to say 60 points but I, I think it might be more like 40 yeah but, i mean no was... one was playing defense on him and everyone on his team just gave him the ball right away. He he might have put. I, I should have looked looked this up. Um, Kobe's last game, but I'm sure he put up like 80 shots to make 40 or something like that. He did put up a a lot. Yeah, he. I don't remember what what his final amount was, but yeah, it was a very Kobe like performance. Just like yeah, I'm gonna score. <laughs> So what? Yeah. So going back to the the Japanese pitchers, what, what do you think? Is that? Um, I think it's for me. It. I guess the first thing is like it seems like very culturally Japanese, like this respect, this mm-hmm. level of respect to someone and doing this. Um, and then it also is like very much baseball because baseball is full of. I mean, baseball is just kind of full of itself. <laughs> but like full of all like these unwritten rules and like yep. these respectful thing. Oh, that was so disrespectful. Like, man, yeah. baseball kills me with that stuff. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know of anywhere else where it's almost just like, yeah, like giving away, like you get standing ovations, people, you'll get subbed out of the game, your final time, just so everyone can say like, oh man, great job, Tim Duncan, you were had an amazing career or whatever, right? But there's right. nowhere where it's just like, I mean, it's kind of cool actually to get that final strikeout and then the, the manager comes and gets you off the mound. I mean, yeah, a corollary in basketball would be like people clearing, like if Le- like LeBron's last game, like them just clearing the lane for him on every like every time he has the ball clearing the lane so he can just go in for a dunk on like unbothered like 10 times in a row yeah i guess that would be it but um yeah but that was pretty cool i'd never i'd never heard of that the video was pretty amusing Mm -hmm. but he was obviously like um 
a really emotional moment because he was looked like the pitcher even started to cry. Like he was definitely getting emotional as it was happening. Huh? Yeah. That's interesting because, like, presumably he knows that he's just being, you know, the strikes are. I think I think the really interesting thing would be the batter he f- he faces before the last batter. Like, is that guy really going for it and playing like normal, or is he also maybe giving him a little? Yeah, that's a good. Easing question. up on him, you know. Right. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, maybe we'll we'll look into that report back ne- next episode. Yes, we're on it. We're <laughs> on let it. me let me get to my second today. I learned. Um, I'll just read this. Uh, so this also relates to British film and TV, uh, TV in this case. Uh, so there's a show called The Prisoner, which is this old British sci-fi uh, TV show. And today it says, today I learned fans of the 1960s British TV series The Prisoner hated the series finale so much that they aggressively protested at the home of lead actor, director, uh, Patrick McGowan, causing him to temporarily leave the country. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he was the actor and director? So the, the lead actor was also the director and writer of, of the show. Oh, okay. So he was, he was everything. He, yeah. Okay, yeah, I could see that. But that's like... That's a little aggressive, because at the same time, I understand you're upset, but then this is also a person that made you love it so much. Yeah, you know. I mean, my my first thought when reading this was like, oh, uh, Game of Thrones, the Game of Thrones finale, uh, people on the internet just hating it so much. There's so much hate, but I was like, I mean, I guess broadcasting your hate on Reddit or Twitter is a is a better outlet than. <laughs> going to the Game of Thrones creator's house and harassing them so much at their house that they have to leave the fucking country, you know? Yeah, that would be a little like, scary. Like, that's crazy. Um, I wouldn't I was, like it at all. I, I wonder where he went. Did it say wait, where he you, went? Sorry, you wouldn't like that? Being harassed out of the country? <laughs> no, man, that's <laughs> not, not for me. <laughs> not your cup of tea. The tea time. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, that's obviously horrible. Um, but I was looking into a little deeper. So apparently, and like um, the show Lost gets a lot of comparisons to this show. Like this was a pretty influential, like it only had 17 episodes in its entire run. Um, it, it, it was Is it those like BBC, like 45 minute episodes. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, it was apparently pretty influential. Um, Lost is a big touchstone in that, you know, it sets up this world with a lot of, like, sort of confusing aspects to it. Um, there's this one character who it all of a sudden appears on this mysterious island with a bunch of people who are acting normal, and he's trying to figure out what's going on and, and trying to get home. But apparently the big issue with the last episode was that it didn't answer any of the, the mysteries that, that were set up. Um, so I'm just going to read the, this is from the Wikipedia article. Uh, the finale intentionally avoided answering any mysteries regarding the origins of the village, its intentions for number six, uh, number six is the, the nickname for the lead, the lead character, um, uh, his reasons for resigning. And there is also no clear explanation for why the village releases number six. So I guess he gets released at the end. Um, and there's other stuff about like, 
why the village was so close to London, why they started using guns in the last episode when they were very much against it at the end. Um, yeah, so there's all these things that um, he that just weren't answered. And so th- this writer, creator, actor, director guy who, who ran it, he said that he stated in a 1977 interview that he was delighted with the reaction and as his intention was to create controversy. Uh, he explained that his enjoyment his enjoyment with the outrage was in line with the show's message that as long as people feel something, that's the great thing. So as long as they feel something. Okay. So he's just got the people talking. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, I totally disagree with, but yeah, because it's like that is often used to be like, you know, justify certain, let's say certain politicians like, well, yeah, he's talking about terrible shit, but you know, He's he's a straight shooter. What? Like no. Oh. If someone's straight shooting and like, but it's about terrible shit. Uh, I mean, you, you see, oh, I'm already getting too frustrated. But they. But you see, but my for point. this one, for this one, I guess <clears throat> before you read that part, I was in my mind. I was thinking, well, maybe it was something where, like, the network or whoever production company was just like, you have to end this. You know, we're only giving you. X amount of episodes, or maybe it was just like forced upon him. I don't know, but but that uh, you know his explanation. Totally I did throws see that out the window. So well, I I did see that apparently there there was some sort of issue with um, expectations around the number of episodes uh, and and sort of conflict between him and the studio and the network, and then also apparently he only had one week to write this particular episode. Um, again, because of missed expectation or misunderstandings, we'll say. So there was something, some of that. But you're right that that is sort of countermanded by his statement. Yeah, it's like no, I, I wanted controversy. Get the people nah, talking. Yeah. You know, like, well, fuck, fuck bitches, get money. That's what I say. <laughs> now what? Look at, now look at you. You watched. You watched all that too. I can give a fuck. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um so yeah like my immediate thought was just like oh yeah this the people going nuts over at uh the uh the creators of game of thrones because they um they ruined oh my god they ruined all of game of thrones because a couple episodes i didn't like yeah <laughs> all of it's there like that's such a bullshit can see i hate it so much um but it's nothing I, you know, new. That's, nothing new. Ain't nothing new so, under the sun. Huh. I guess, like, if we want to bring it to, like, the sports equivalent, right? All those episodes would have been, like, the, what is it? The 72 and 7? No, the 70, like, the 70, 73? Were they 73 and 73 7? 73 and 9. Golden State Warriors. 73 and 9. Yeah, it'd be like them. You know, everything was great until the end when they yeah. didn't win the championship. Right. It doesn't discount all the other great stuff that happened during the year. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, people can be a little bit too reductionist on, on this uh, on this sort of thing. Um, I mean, people said the same about Lost. And it, look, I I would say I, I was a very big Lost fan, and I was disappointed by the last season. But no, it doesn't detract from all the great work before that. I wasn't a huge fan of the last season of Game of Thrones. I, I I definitely liked it more than the last season of Lost, but you know, there's a lot of great shit. You can always go back to the to the good stuff. 
this uh this, this stick the landing culture is just ruining America. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to. Did you have another uh, today? I learned. Oh yeah, the last. <clears throat> excuse me. So today I learned about Rebecca Coolidge, President Coolidge's pet raccoon, who was originally going to be served as a Thanksgiving meal, but kept <laughs> as a pet because of her friendly nature. They also had another raccoon named Reuben that was gifted to keep Rebecca company. Now, now I, I did see this one, and I almost chose it too. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he had a pet. This is President. This is the President Calvin Coolidge's daughter, right? Is that right? Um, no. Yeah, it is. Wait, who was Rebecca? Rebecca Coolidge. No, that's the um, that's the uh, the name of the oh, raccoon. Who? Wait, who had this raccoon? So it was a gift from. Oh. So, so then I started getting like, I was like, what? People eat raccoons? <laughs> well, first of all, it's like people eat raccoons. Yeah, right. Which I did not know. Yeah. Um, that's so that one. sent me. Uh, you know, into that investigative reporting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was from uh, Mississippi, if I remember. It was a gift from like a congressperson from Mississippi. Okay. And they had given it to him, and then he just <laughs> he just didn't eat that shit. It's like, nah, that's not Wait, for me. So they gave it to him w- with the intention that he would he should eat it. Yeah. Is that what? what? Is that, yeah, that's so what Calvin it was Coolidge for. was like. That was like the twenties or thirties that he was president, I believe. Right. It was. It was gifted. So where was it? Uh, oh, I don't know who this person is, but November nineteen twenty six, Vinnie Joyce of Nita Yuma, Mississippi, sent President Calvin Coolidge an unsolicited plump raccoon for his Thanksgiving dinner. I mean. What? I mean, was Turkey was okay? Was Thanksgiving? Because I think Thanksgiving, the way we celebrate it now, is a relatively new concept. It doesn't actually go all the way back to like the 1600s. Um, right. So, but I think it would have been a thing by the 20s. I don't know that turkey would have necessarily been associated with it at that point, but I, I'm pretty sure raccoon meat on a platter wasn't. So people were still eating it. According, this is from Smithsonian Magazine. According to them, at the turn of the 20th century, raccoon, possum, and squirrel had become so popular that they were sold in city game markets and featured on the menus of many urban restaurants. Well, okay. I guess I'm wrong. Damn. Okay. I had no, I had no idea that people eat raccoon. So the raccoon's name was Rebecca. Yeah, and he didn't think that, that was his daughter. I, I just made that up, right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, and and they got a companion for. So why didn't he? He didn't eat it because he just was turned off, or he just fell uh, in love with with how know. precocious it was. He just wasn't into it. But supposedly, um, raccoon has been described as tasting 
like a combination of chicken and suckling pig. Well, that sounds great. I, <laughs> Damn. And none other than uh, Falcon himself, Anthony Mackey, is quoted as saying, raccoon is honestly the best meat you'll ever have. <laughs> He said that to Entertainment Tonight in some what? random interview. What? No, he didn't. He did. Well, the, I mean, the thing, the thing is, combination of chicken and suckling, that does sound really damn good. It, right? It does sound delicious. Fuck. And more raccoons. But the thing is, they're so cute. So, they're so cute. Uh, you know, I bet, the, I bet that came up. You know, yeah, I, I bet that came up because a rocket raccoon in the Marvel movies. Oh, you're absolutely right. That has to be why it came up. Um, the great state of Wisconsin has hosted a coon feed in January what? for the past ninety-three years. The event feeds about three hundred and fifty guests, um, three hundred and fifty plates of raccoon meat. Oh, I mean, Arkansas has hosted a coon supper for the last 76 years. What is going on in America? (laughs) For the last hundred years, at least. (laughs) I had no idea. I had no idea. Damn. Raccoon. Okay. So, all right. But Coolidge just wasn't his thing so then he basically became a pet or rebecca became yeah, a pet rebecca became a pet and then they had to get a buddy for her right. that's when reuben came into so the they picture. could be cool with each other yeah wow okay damn <laughs> this this went yeah this took you went went down this rabbit hole this week this I, raccoon I hole so i guess <laughs> yeah because that for thanksgiving Dinner threw me off. I was my mind exploded right then. I said, "Do people eat <laughs> raccoon?" And, they and eat the thing it for is, Thanksgiving. And the thing is, I'm picturing. Yeah, as I saw that headline too, I was picturing basically Rocket Raccoon on a on a big platter, like with hair and everything. But I mean, I mean, presumably, <laughs> you know, they're preparing it, you know, yeah. properly so it looks like a normal dish. But God I damn. mean, you're right. The description sounds wonderful. I mean, maybe really we're missing does. out here. Not ju- and not just chicken and pork. Chicken and suckling pig. Yeah. That's some good eating. That's <laughs> <laughs> some good eating. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Because I, I'm getting hungry. Um, all right, so we'll move on. So I think with I think I think. I'm already on board with this segment, so we're going to have to bring this back. Maybe next episode. This is pretty good. But let's move on to the other Reddit uh, thread uh, titled Just Ask Reddit. Uh, Again, this is where people um, just pose a question to the the wider Reddit audience uh, and sort of crowdsource an answer. Uh, I'll go first again. Um, This is a pretty simple one. Uh, and, and I think with the, with these, the good thing about these is we can ask these of each other as well. Right. Which I guess we were right. sort of doing, um, with this, today I learned, but this is a little bit more explicit. Uh, so the first one is, and I'll just pose this to you, or I can go first if you want some time to think about, it. uh, what smell reminds you of your childhood? 
And so mm. for me, the first, my first thought with this was um, actually the smell of like gas and not like flatulence. Um, like gasoline? Like a, like a, no, uh, no, like a, like a, almost like a gas leak. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And that, and I don't know why, but like that smell, I, I guess, I feel like, I don't know where I was, but that's, you know, the smell of like a gas leak. Like, like if you've left the stove on accidentally or an oven on, um, do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. Yeah. For, for whatever reason, that one takes me right back to childhood. Um, and it's not, it's not that I was in buildings that had tons of gas leaks or anything like that. It's just, it's a very p- particular odor that's peculiar as well and doesn't come up that often. And as a kid, you know, you know, I know what's food, what food smells like. And I know what, you know, you know, various bad smelling, you know, dog shit smells like, yeah, um, or right. what have you. But this, this odor doesn't come up that often. Uh, and so it's pretty peculiar and yeah, I don't know for whatever reason, that's my answer to this. So, um, do you have one or wait, say it again. It was a childhood. What smell reminds you of your childhood? Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess like, I don't know necessarily. Well, I guess we can say childhood, I suppose. Like a lot of things bring me back to Ohio, but I guess nothing like really like brings me back as like the smell of freshly cut grass, I would say. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're not getting a lot of that around here. No, every now and then you'll get it. If like, you know, you're in the park or like somewhere like a little more, um, a little more greenery in the city, but yeah, that definitely takes me like straight back to Ohio that, that freshly cut grass smell and it smells so good. Oh, it's so good. That's that's a good one. Yeah, I'm th- I'm thinking about about it right now. Yeah, it does take me back. Um, I just want to read a couple of the ones in the comments that people left in this uh, Reddit thread that I thought were pretty good. Uh, Plato is one of them. Mm, okay, like that's, that's I think good. part of this is just like yeah, like I can just see the the words Plato and it, yeah, and I'm like oh yeah, I can, like I can smell it in my head pretty distinctly. Um. Swimming pool chlorine, is what someone said. Oh, okay. Um, makes sense. Uh, cigarettes. Huh. Which I can, I can definitely like. I, I think we had a family friend who smoked like nonstop, and I can remember going to her her house, and yeah, like it just not wanting to be there because it was like it was like you're in it, you're swimming around in a in an ashtray. Oh, yeah, it can be so. Yeah, when it's in someone's home, like it's it's every you. Yeah, as soon as you walk in the door, you smell it. It's in every fabric. It's just like yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. So that we, we can go through these pretty quickly. Um. So did you? What did you have one? Okay, this one's pretty good. <clears throat> I think it sort of falls in line with um our zombie apocalypse, zombie escape plan questions. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, it's really pretty good answer here, which makes sense. The question is, what is a vehicle in the zombie apocalypse that is overlooked? Oh yeah. I saw this one too. Um, 
Yeah, I, and, I, and I know the answer. The top answer on that one is yeah, which makes the most, sense because I've the never most seen obvious. it. Um, but I've ne- but you don't see it. Have Do you want to get it? into it? It's bi- it's bicycles. Yeah, because after since I've seen that, and I think how great of an answer bicycles is, it's hard for me to think of any other one. So yeah, yeah. I did like the razor scooter answer too. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was good. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like bicycles. Fuck. I mean, we, you and it I, we watch. So ob- it seems so obvious. I know, I know. And you, I mean, you and I watch a lot of. We've between us watched tons of zombie content. We also, you know, have a whole podcast about it, yeah. uh, zombie escape plan. But I think I, th- I do recall that in one of our zombie escape plans, you, I believe, did mention taking a city bike or trying to take a city bike. Okay, I could. But I that. think I think. Even then, it, there was some issue where maybe it was me who was like downplaying it a little bit because it was heavy or, so, or something. I think actually you they even mentioned heavy. a, a razor scooter bikes. in that Zombies Game Plan episode too, randomly. But um, yeah, it, it, in retrospect, yeah, it does seem obvious. And uh, you know, I can't think of one like it's not in Night of the Living Dead, it's not in Dawn of the Dead, it's not. There's not one in any of the like. I haven't seen all of The Walking Dead, but. I've seen I a fair chunk seen it all either, but I feel like I I never saw a bike. But it seems, especially like if it's happening in suburbia, like you're not going right. to go into a garage and take somebody's bike. Oh no, I am. Yeah, now <laughs> I mean now I am. Now that it's in my head. Um, but yeah, because vehicle. I mean the thing the thing issue with any you know motorized vehicle is running out of gas. Although I would say it's still worth it to, to take to try. Because with a with a like an SUV, you can you can hit zombies. Yeah, but that the the whole thing about not running out of gas is pretty big. Um, they did mention in one of the comments like minor maintenance, which I'm I'm not doing maintenance on a bike. I wouldn't even know where to start. Um, yeah, me neither. Yeah, they. I think they mentioned like like you have to oil the chain every now and then and like fix flats. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know how to do either of those things. Oil a chain? Okay, do I just throw oil on it? Do I literally just put oil on it? Spray some WD-40 on there. Because I'm sure there's more steps to it than that. Get some zombie guts, grease it up like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't... I, but if you I had could, to think of another one, what would... <sighs> I don't... Yeah, I was trying to think of an alternative I for mean, the bicycle. I mean, I guess you never see anyone. Have we seen people? I don't know. I didn't scroll down super far on this in the comments. Right. But what about like um, roller skates or rollerblades? Yeah, that would be good. I, I think those. I mean, certainly better than walking. I think you expend more energy on those just um, than you would on a bike. Yeah. Just because you're like your whole hips and legs and your arms are in in it when when you're on um a rollerblade for balance, yeah. and you Whereas don't really bike, have like the flexibility of a bike. Bike, you can just jump off and run. Yeah, and you can use it as a weapon, right? Swinging around Swing that shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean. I, I gotta say I would go with a car first. I would still if a, if a bike is in front of me and a and a and a 
car with the engine running and the keys in it is in front of me in a Are zombie. Are you throwing the bike in the trunk? If I if I have to pick one because there's not time to throw it in the trunk, um, I'm go I'm def I'm still definitely going with the car. Okay. Even if yeah, it, it's like a quarter can, tank. Yeah. Go as far as you can go like farther faster and then, you know, try and fight a bike later or something. Yeah, and and obviously the you know, it would matter the fast zombies versus slow zombies would matter here quite a bit because Oh man. Yeah. You can I guess with a fast zombie it still can only run as fast as that person would have been able to run at top speed. You know? It's not like, you know, uh, uh, you know, a 300 pound, five foot six zombie is going to be able to run 20 miles an hour. Yeah. Not out here turning in. It's like Usain Bolt. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. I think we mentioned Usain Bolt as a zombie. We, we in, in did. And all of us were terrified. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's when you just give in. But, um, okay, uh, I'll move on to, uh, or unless you had anything else on the... No, 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 that was it. Uh, okay, let me pull up my second one. Okay, here we go. Um, what do you quote all the time without people ever getting the reference? And so for me, I immediately am thinking of Simpsons quotes uh, um, because I was a huge obsessive Simpsons fan uh, back in the 90s, a.k.a. when it was good. Um, ooh, and nice. yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and my first thought was because I, I don't use as many as I used to. But I used to use them all the time. And I, I guess I figured that like it, it was a pretty big show. It's still a pretty big show. And there is some that I would use in like high school, I would quote, that no one ever got. Like no one got any of the references. I'm no, like, okay, I, that's kinda... I can't be the only person watching this damn show. Yeah, because that was at like the height of their powers. Exactly. But anyway, there is one specific one that I, that I, that I still use. Which is Homer says, um, and that's the end of that chapter. I don't know that one. Yeah, and so that one's from. Uh, just very quickly, there's um, there what the family's watching a TV show. Um, it's some new TV show called Police Cops, and <laughs> there's um, there's a character in it who's sort of like it's sort of like a Miami Vice spoof. And there's a character in it who's, who's one of the cops and he like solves the crime and gets the bad guy. And at the end of the episode, he says he has a catchphrase, which is, and that's the end of that chapter. But it turns out, turns out that character, the character in police cops, his name is Homer Simpson. And so they say that the character says that, or no, his boss says that um, in the episode that the Simpsons family is watching and Homer like freaks out and he's like, Oh my God, this cool character is like, has my name. And, and so Homer starts mimicking the character and he starts using that character. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't know. I was just something about the cadence and like whatever. So I'll, I'll usually only say it under my breath. 
Like, I mean, as I finish a pro, if I finish a project or send out a, an email that's taken me this, a while to this write, is making it even better. <laughs> you just saying it to yourself. I will, I will say, like, or if you know, I've I've finished eating something. That's the end of that chapter. <laughs> so, and yeah, like no one would ever. I mean, I don't know. Do you do you have any? I have this terrible one that nobody, like, one person gets. Go for it. Um, it's from About a Boy. And, okay. And it's just, like, when um, the kid the kid shows up at Hugh Grant's house, it's like, what are you doing here? It's like, you said, see you soon. And I, I say that, like, all the time. Wait, which part of that do you say? You said, see you soon. Oh. You... <laughs> and he's like, it's soon, basically. <laughs> you said, see you soon. And I say it, like, I'm trying to think the last time. Nobody gets it. There's one person that gets it, like my old roommate um, yeah. from college, because we used to watch that shit all the time. And we're like, we're really into that movie. And so we'll say, like, you said, see you soon, <laughs> sometimes to each other. But, like, yeah, nobody gets that one at what all. Context? I don't even try to explain it. I'm trying to think how I would, how I use it. Like, yeah, where would you Anytime use it? someone's like, see you soon, or like, oh, anytime, basically, anytime someone says, see you soon, in my okay. mind, I'm saying, you said, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a good see one. See you soon. Or just like, yeah, anytime you see somebody. But yeah, I don't know. I, I love that line for some reason. Because Hugh Grant, you know, he just says it. like, And then he's like, no, nobody really means it. I just said that to be nice. And, you know, I'm just saying things. He's like, oh, well, I'm here now. So Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the movie. I, I sort of basically know what it's about. But okay, yeah, that's that's kind of a cute line from the, from the kid. I'm sure, is that towards the end, like, it's towards the beginning of their like budding friendship. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because it's like he's like, um, is he taking care of the kid or something, or is he like a mentor or something? No, he's um, he ends up being friendly with them because the kid just keeps showing up. But um, he's got like this super hippie mom, super granola, and she tries to kill herself. Um, yeah, at one point she tried to kill herself. And he found her, and then they went all they went on a date together. So he was going on a date with this the kid's mom's friend, and then uh-huh. she happened to bring the kid along because like just to like cheer him up. <laughs> and so then that's uh-huh. how they ended up like hanging out with each other. And then he was like, "All right, see you, see you soon." And then he just left. <laughs> and like, you said, "See you soon." <laughs> So then he just starts showing up. Okay. Yeah, it's right. it's 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 it's, it's interesting. It's funny, like Hugh Grant's character. It's it's kind of a holiday movie. It happens during the holidays. He joins this group called Spat, single parents alone together, and then he uh, <laughs> pretends to have a kid. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, it's like, uh, a little dirtbag. Very Costanza like. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 That's good. Um, okay. Uh, did you did you just have that one ask credit or? Oh no, one? I had the last one. I can't. For some reason, I can't find exactly what it was, but it was. Okay. Um, 
Well, you can just paraphrase. I just see the Japanese stuff. Um, basically, an alien comes to Earth and asks you for the best beverage. What What do you offer the alien? Or what do you say? Hmm. Now, this this could go a couple ways. Because is it... it I assume this isn't about alien physiology and no because yeah some of the commenters started going on that oh give him water oh but what if he's different and allergic to water i assume this is just another way of saying what's your favorite beverage (laughs) 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 they do do that in this ask reddit they go through all these different like twists and turns to get to a really basic question (laughs) (laughs) what's your favorite beverage it's like, yeah, so you're interviewing LeBron James as a sports reporter. You're an ESPN sports reporter, but you used to be a Fox Sports 1 reporter. You got an upgrade. And you're interviewing LeBron James, and you ask him what his favorite beverage is, but he says the wrong one, and you tell him the correct one. What's that one? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> but he says the wrong one. <laughs> Um, okay, well, let me just answer it. As, okay, uh, best beverage for an alien? Um, I'm probably going to go, I might just say mango juice. Oh, wow. I think mango juice. A lot of good nutrients. Tastes delicious. Nice and cool. I wasn't expecting that. Mango juice is delicious. Mango lassi, which is, you know, traditional Indian sort of uh, mango and yogurt based uh, based drink hmm. on ice. Those are really good, especially in the summer. Oh man, damn. Um, yeah, I don't know what beverage I was thinking. You know, like recently, and I mean, like very recently, like last night and this morning, I've been real into apple cider. So, oh yeah, <laughs> like warm apple cider. Oh, that's great! It is. Mm-hmm. Shit, I might have to get some of that now. <laughs> so I might just be like, have this. This is delicious. Especially Everybody, if try this chilly day. You know. Yeah. Oh, perfect day for warm apple cider today, mm-hmm. especially. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna go with warm apple cider for now. But yeah, over I don't know what I would pick as my overall favorite beverage. I think it really does depend on just like my mood when I encounter this alien. Right. Like if I rolled up on him this morning, I'm like, oh, gotta have some of this apple cider. Right. And then he's like, take me to more apple cider. Yeah, that's a pretty good alien voice. And then you're like, well, I have this jug that will not suffice. More apple cider needed. Uh, well, we could go down to the store. How much apple cider units the store contain? That will not be sufficient. Uh, like all right, buddy. Look, you know you you can handle this yourself. Let's just. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you're just you're just vapor because you've been ray, you've been laser blasted to oblivion. Yeah. Jeez, just because we got him hooked on apple cider, and then we couldn't satisfy his exactly. His that's how they see. That's how they get you. Damn. Now we know. I mean, wars on on Earth between humans have started over less. So. Yeah, maybe we could just like, what do you what do you think aliens would think of like a cup of warm apple cider plus some raccoon meat on the side? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they they'd never leave. <laughs> 
couldn't get them. There. I mean, that's that's when the takeover really comes. They get some get all the, some of that raccoon meat. Just the smell. Oh man, uh, a little garlic on it. Mm. Some gravy. It could be good. It might be. It might actually be good. Yeah. Now I'm. I mean, they're having. They got festivals to like to this day. <laughs> got these raccoon festivals. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. But I think for today, I'm gonna go warm apple cider for this cool. alien. Yeah, and I'm sticking mango lassi. And now I, I might actually get some Indian food today for dinner because now I'm. I got. I don't. I can't imagine there's anywhere to get raccoon in New York. Any restaurant that has raccoon. I never heard of it being on any restaurant menu anywhere. It seems like, yeah. It seems like if you have to do these festivals and get gifts from mayors, it probably isn't served at restaurants. I mean, well, I guess your article said it was back in turn of the back century. Back then, yeah. Now I don't think you're gonna see like a, a raccoon stew on a menu. Yeah, it probably would be all right in a stew though. Yeah, yeah, mm. get a nice stew going. <laughs> Wait, that's a reference, isn't it? It is. That's the development. <laughs> uh, yeah, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> Got you a nice stew going. <laughs> All right, we gotta end up. We gotta drop the mic on that. Uh, eat something green. Drink some water. Drink some mango juice. That's right. Some hot apple cider. Eat Taste raccoon meat for the first time. <laughs> Mr. Podcast. We out. Woo.